The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. And TheGorillaPosition.com, telling the stories of pro wrestling storytellers. Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk, powered by thegorillaposition.com and a proud part of the Road Network, and also presented by the HTM, HTM Podcast Network. We're also sponsored by CollarNobleBrand.com, where you can get 10% off when you use promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout. We're also in partnership with HypeCityVapors.com, where you can get 15% off all your e-juice for your vape using promo code JKPODCAST. We can be found at on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TV Talk Pod. As always, I am Big Joe. I'm Carl Carafel. All right, Carl, another week has come and gone in the world of professional wrestling, but before we get to some of the major stuff that we want to talk about, WWE, Wise and whatnot, we have to make sure and talk about something that's a little uh, close to home for us uh, involving CWE and our friend Danny Duggan. Um, Rather unfortunate uh, incident happened. If um, I guess we'll we'll just get into the details. On the way to a show in Kirkland Lake, there was some apparently some really bad weather that was happening up that way, and Danny was involved in a bit of a car accident. Not only Danny, um, we had Danny and uh, uh, Robin, mm-hmm. uh, Robin Lackham, uh, as well as Psychosis were yes. all in Danny's vehicle as they were traveling from Sudbury to Kirkland Lake. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very snowy, very slushy, rainy. It was just wet and, and terrible. And they, uh, they they took their time. They did what they had to. They made sure that everything was, was all good. And then they decided at the opportune time to make their way past a transport that was just essentially throwing slush into the windshield and, and making it even more difficult. Yeah. Uh, just as they decided to go and pass, uh, they hit something, whether it was slush or ice. I don't know what it was, yeah. but the vehicle spun out and at least flipped over once and landed on its hood, or landed on its roof. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Danny was, was quite injured from it. Um, mm. if you go to the CWB Canada, uh, web, uh, Facebook page or, or the web page, I'm sure that it's available there as well. But Danny goes into great detail about uh, the events that transpired mm. and just heart wrenching to be able to read that and, and, and know that somebody, Somebody that you know and somebody close to you was in in such a horrific accident that was that was near fatal. Yeah. So it's yeah it's it's very very heart wrenching to read and to see that. But um, we we can say that uh, Robin and Psychosis both came out just just very minor <laughs> scratches, uh, bruising as well on them. They actually made it to uh, to the show, I believe, in Toronto. I'm not sure if they made Kirkland Lake, but I know that they made it to Toronto and finished out the tour. Um, Danny uh, was was rushed and taken to the North Bay Hospital, 
And from there, they kept him overnight, observation, made sure that everything was okay. Uh, his car was, was totaled. Yeah. Uh, no way that he could drive back to Winnipeg. So um, just uh, a day or so ago, uh, I would say maybe three, four days ago, he made his way back to Winnipeg uh, on airplane. Um, and, and even there, just a beautiful reunion to see him with, with his, his little daughter. Yeah. Uh, you know, not even a year old yet. And, and to, to see that was just fantastic. Yeah, the, that uh, Facebook posting actually that you're just mentioning there, uh, I actually put a comment on there. I, I think it was so appropriate too. You just see, you, you can see him holding her. You know, he's got a smile and she's got a smile. And I was like, that picture there says more than any words possibly could. Like, uh, she's happy to have her dad back again. You know, and, and shout out to, to Robin and Psychosis for, I mean, essentially saving Danny's life. I mean, thank you so much, guys. And uh, you know, thankfully, you know, Danny wasn't by himself in the car at the time otherwise you know we might be singing a different tune so thankfully you know every, thankfully everybody's gonna be okay you know and you know this brings up a, a bit of a bigger topic too wrestlers having to travel you know the way that they do you know especially on the independent wrestling scene you know to go to shows and you know with all this time and energy investment sometimes doing this for very little money i mean the, 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 there's so much stress and danger that goes into going around as much as these guys and girls do. It definitely is. And I mean, this, you got to figure like Danny's been coming at least to the Sioux. How many times Mm -hmm. he's been four or five times now. And this is really the first major thing that's really happened. So yeah, I mean, the stresses and the dangers are always going to be there, but thankfully they're not always there. We had uh, situations where, uh, you know, a flat tire or the trailer broke down that they were hauling Weather the ring sometimes, in. Or, yeah. You know, something like that, right? But yeah. but nothing to this type of an extreme. Yeah. And not, not to downplay the situation because we know that it actually happens and, and that, that it, it does happen often. Mm-hmm. But it's not as often as people may make it seem to be right now because of... Uh, the situation that happened. So there are stresses, there are dangers, there definitely are. And that is probably one of the biggest dangers is traveling up and down those highways every single day. You're going from one city to the next, taking, you know, rest where you can and catching four hours sleep before you head back out again. And that really takes a toll on you. I mean, most of them are all really good. They they not only pair up, but they you know they'll travel in groups of three or more mm-hmm. uh, to allow more people to have an opportunity to drive and more people have an opportunity to rest as well. And that was an odd situation that Danny actually had let uh, Robin drive because that's normally not something that Danny does. He normally doesn't let anybody drive his Monte Carlo that he had, yeah. uh, but. Yeah, he uh, he definitely had let uh, Robin drive, and and nothing on Robin, nothing on his driving or anything like that, because he did everything safely and mm-hmm. by the book. Yeah. So in that respect as well, you know, the, the, the there is no fault. The fault is the weather. The fault is Northern Ontario. Yeah. That's where the fault lies in this whole thing, and it's 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 crazy because the dangers are actually real. 
as yeah. we see. You know, and even just at the very least, too, you know, just the the hours put in, even when things go relatively flawlessly. I mean, these guys are traveling sometimes five, six hours of a drive to, to go into a show, sometimes, like I said, for very little money, you know, doing it purely out of the love of the business and, and the love of wrestling, and then to do another long drive to get back home. And then, you know, probably the next day, you know, they're doing the same thing again. You know, you just you, you find a... You know, if this is kind of the first you're hearing about, it, I mean, it just, I mean, you, get, you just you get a newfound respect for just the dedication, and the effort, and the time, and the energy, and the money, and just the the sacrifices and everything that goes into doing something that you're passionate about. And like I said, and sometimes for very little money, a lot of times this is just a passion project. You know, just like us in this podcasting world, you know, taking the bumps and, and, and earning your stripes. You know, to to hopefully make it big someday. And um, you know. That's uh, the world that is independent professional wrestling, and uh, I know I, you know, looking from the outside in, have a tremendous amount of respect for anybody that uh, that does this and does it well and does it successfully. Yes, definitely. All right, Carl. Well, going from that um, to something pretty interesting here. Uh, actually, the the next one I had, we're gonna we're gonna wait till a little bit uh, further on before our showstopper segment this week. But something that, um, of course, you know. <sighs> seems to kind of creep up every once in a little while but th- this time i'm actually seeing some legitimate interest in possibly wwe looking at bringing cm punk back into the wwe to kind of coincide with the fox deal happening here do you think that there's any possibility at there being any legitimacy to this whatsoever i think the only way that this would really happen is if a Saudi Arabian prince decided to fork out some money. That's, I think, the only way that we would really see it. We've said it before, and it's a a famous saying in the world of professional wrestling, never say never. So, I mean, we don't know. Could there be legitimacy to it? Sure, there definitely could. Could there be just BS talk going on? Absolutely. Yeah, there definitely could be as well. Right? The, the the lines are so blurred when it comes to, to uh, you know, different stuff like that. I mean, it's it, it's hard to tell. It's very hard to tell. Unless we see WWE come out with a post that says CM Punk returns next Monday. Mm-hmm. It's all just speculation at this point. Yeah, there's a few things to, to look into when it comes to this. It seems like mainly it's WWE that, uh, strangely enough, seems to be interested in working with him again. Now, on the flip side of that is Punk interested in working with WWE again. You know, and there's a few things that go along with that. You know, is he going to be asked to be a full-time worker, you know, going week to week? Likely, he, that's not something he would be interested in. Now, if it was more like a part-time, dare I say, a Brock Lesnar type of schedule maybe then there could be a potential for something because I, I can almost guarantee you with Punk's last experience in WWE, he's not going to be wanting to be on TV every single week. Times change and people change. Mm-hmm. You never know. I mean, CM Punk left yeah. the world of professional wrestling and went out and tried to make <clears throat> his name in, in the world of mixed martial arts. And I mean, He's done well for himself there, yeah. but he's not a household name anymore. No. Right? And, and I mean, I'm sure I'm sure that CM Punk is a very humble person. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that he isn't uh, one who likes to, uh, you know, openly boast about how great I am and, 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 and whatever, right? But to, 
to go from being in the spotlight and being a household name mm -hmm. to essentially becoming nobody and nobody remembering you, I'm sure that that would 100% take a toll on somebody mentally. Yeah. So why would he not want to maybe do more work with the WWE and get himself yeah. back to being a household name once again. Uh, I, I think the interest is definitely kind of stay there. I mean, even this podcast you know, tends to, to creep up every once in a while. And, and you know, with UFC, with the mixed martial arts, was it a success? No, you can make the argument that it failed spectacularly, but you have to give the guy respect for, you know, with a relatively short training camp and the amount of time of actual training to get in there and actually have a fight with an experienced mixed martial artist in front of such a large group of people to even get in there to actually attempt it. I mean, you can't not throw some respect this guy's way. The average person would never do anything no, like that. be so, crazy. So yeah, exactly, right? right? So definitely much respect to CM Punk for doing yeah. that. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, I think, you know, obviously the name would definitely generate some interest. You'd probably uh, see an increase in some uh, ratings, which could potentially, you know, tie into this whole thing because we know that things are still slumping in that department when it comes to WWE. Now, speaking of part-timers, another name has come up recently, and this involves our good friends in Saudi Arabia, the show happening there coming up in June, I believe Goldberg is set to have a match at this event, but it is still up in the air to who his possible opponent could be. Now, any, you know, I'll go first and have a pick here. And I think that, that this could be the undertaker match because we know that uh, undertaker will likely be involved in Saudi Arabia as well. So I'm going to say probably an undertaker match, Unless they want to do something where they want to put a title back on Goldberg again. I can definitely see them wanting to put a title back on Goldberg. Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't think that it's, uh, it, that the Undertaker would be mm -hmm. uh, the opponent for Goldberg yeah. in Saudi Arabia. Um, I, I, oddly enough, Bobby Lashley. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg. Bobby Lashley having that run that he had as you know intercontinental champion and you know like this is just something else to legitimize goldberg once again mm -hmm. and say look i just took out this badass over here yep so now seth rollins i'm coming for you or you know whoever yeah whoever has the title at at whatever time because this is probably going to be like a summer slam i i think uh goldberg taking the wwe or the universal championship mm -hmm. at SummerSlam. i don't think that we're going to see it really drawn out to wrestlemania because that's going to be way too long of a wait but have them win it at SummerSlam and lose it at mania mm -hmm. that i could definitely see so it just uh, matters who is going to be the champion at that time and I, th I think an important thing to look at when we're um looking at the potential for this too is you know it's happening in the Saudi show which we know that they're a little bit behind on what's going on so they, they they kind of see things kind of in the older kind of way so I, I think that you know it's likely going to be your Goldberg kind of squash you know very quick type of match so I think that that factors into that decision as well and I think that your pick of Bobby Lashley to me makes a lot of sense because I think that you know you could do something there and I think that you know honestly Bobby isn't really 
hurt by a loss in this whole kind of thing. If anything, you know, losing to Goldberg might, you know, increase his, his cachet a little bit, but, uh, you know, it, it's, um, yeah, we'll see. Um, regardless, I mean, it, to me, it just, it's him coming back again. I, I'm not a big fan of the idea, but I get that it's to appeal to that audience. So in that case, I guess it does make some sense. I mean, you gotta, you gotta remember here still, I mean, mm-hmm. you and I grew up on Goldberg. Mm-hmm. We grew up on Goldberg. We We grew up on Triple H. We grew up on The Undertaker. We grew up on Bret Hart, on Shawn Michaels, on The Ultimate Warrior, on Big Boss Van, on all of these different names, right? Mm -hmm. And now all of those names are gone. Yep. So for us, they still want to appeal to us. So why not bring back that name that had such a huge appeal, especially in WCW of Goldberg, right? So I, I, I can see it. I can understand it. It's, it's, it's grasping at trying to get those numbers mm-hmm. that keep on dropping and dropping and dropping yep. and dropping further and further and further and further into the toilet. Yeah. That's what they're looking for is trying to grab those people to reel them back in so that numbers grow once again. Speaking of numbers, Carl, um, we're seeing that Leo Rush was recently offered a five-year deal for to the tune of $300,000. Now, what's unclear, I think, about this, uh, the way that's where I've kind of looked into this, I'm not sure if it's $300,000 per year or if it's $300,000 over the span of the five years. So that's still kind of unclear. But nevertheless, he was offered this deal and has apparently turned it down because he feels that he's worth a lot more than that. Now, do you think that he's justified in that, or is this a guy that still has some dues to pay and maybe he's uh, thinking that he's uh, all that in a bag of chips and maybe he really isn't? I think what it really comes down to is, which is it? Is it 300000 over five years yeah. or 300000 each year? Because if we're looking 300000 each year, mm-hmm. suck it up, buttercup. I right. wish. Yeah. Right, but if <laughs> yeah. if you get to if it's over the span of five years, then you're looking that's only sixty thousand a year, mm-hmm. which is still amazing. But he's having to pay for his own travel. Yeah, he's having to pay for his own flights. Mm-hmm. He's having to pay for his own hotel. Right, meals generally, you know, you're getting those covered. But yeah. car, plane, and hotel yeah. are your three big ones. Yeah. And normally, you're booking these last minute. So you're not getting great deals on them because you're booking last minute, right? So I can kind of understand if he's saying sixty thousand a year, but I'm having to pay for all of this on top of it. Yeah. You know? I would imagine the number's got to be that per year. Uh, uh, at least I, I, w- I would think. To me, just logistically and numbers wise, I think that makes more sense. You know, if it's over the span of the five years, I, you know, I would definitely agree that that's pretty awful. But, you know, at the same time, you, you, know, you got to think, you know, th- this is somebody who's still relatively new in the company. Leo's still very new in WWE, and, you know, and he's, he's ha- he has this opportunity. Yeah, he's not having a match every week, but he's still having his face out there, you know, on the biggest stage of all. You know, so, you know, and you got to think, you know, you know, say if things don't work out, you know, you, you still, we know that most of these guys that have a WWE run, when they go back to the independent scene, you know, they're, their worth is a lot more you know, their asking price and whatnot for appearances and everything. It goes way, way up, you know? So there was definitely some benefits, you know, but just, it seems like he's generating a lot of heat on himself and, you know, 
doesn't really seem to be going for the humble approach. So there, you know, at least that that's the way that I'm kind of seeing a little bit, you know, and I, I could be way off on that, you know. Well, I know that, that there's there's more to all of this than just the money situation right now. I would now. hope so. Um, I mean, you, you things that I've seen that have come out, um, it, it's been said that Leo Rush feels demeaned i guess Mm -hmm. because he's you know got bobby lashley's bags and you know like he's running for bobby and doing all of this stuff right um he feels as though it puts a negative perspective on um the black community Uh, i'm just gonna come right out that's the way to say it it's putting a negative look on the black community because they're leaving from the arena or leaving from hotel and they're seeing someone else walking in front and Leo rush has all the bags. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's giving that perspective and, and he's kind of like, I don't want that perspective. I don't want people to see things that way. Um, I mean, again, that, I mean, that's something that comes down to uh, paying your dues. Yeah. Right. Like it's, it's hard. Because that's that's what you have to do. You have to be humble enough to be able to do this for those that have paved the way for you, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if it wasn't for guys like um, Ron Simmons, yes, right? Ahmed Johnson, Mark Henry, Junkyard Dog, Bobby Lashley, Coco Beware, right? All those guys, yeah. Coco Beware, yeah, yeah. Like these these African American stars from before Leo Rush was part of the WWE, mm-hmm. right? They helped pave the way for that. Show a little bit of respect to those people, right? If you're, ta- yeah. if you're taking Bobby Lashley's bags, you're just paying respects. Yeah. Now, I could see it being a different story if he was toting around Seth Rollins' bags. Yes, much different story. Right? Much yeah. different story. But that's not what we're seeing here. No. And I think that that's how Leo Rush is trying to put it out there, mm-hmm. which it really isn't. No, you know, so, now, yeah, it's 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 a fine line. Absolutely, you know. Now that you mentioned all those names too, you know, people that's a. I even hinted at myself with Vince McMahon possibly being a racist. I mean, we just named uh, a bunch of names there. I think that um, you know, black people and the African American have been they've been very well represented in professional wrestling. I don't know. You actually look at the names. You know, it, have they all been main event material? Absolutely not. But I mean, they've always been a presence, and a lot of them have been very, very popular. Coco Beware, the fans went nuts for him. They loved him. Yeah. You know, so beware, junkyard dog. Oh man, yep, right. And I mean, even you bring up Vince McMahon and the talk of him being a racist. Mm -hmm. I mean, you take a look at the Colognes. Yes, those guys are still around. Yeah, they're still around, and they were part of the WWE. (laughs) You know, back when when it was WWWF. Yes, right. So I mean, coming up through the generations, even even the. You know the Mexican Americans mm-hmm. and the, the luchas and the African Americans, they they've allowed anybody from any race and nationality to be able to come in. So, Absolutely. yeah, yeah, yeah. So what we'll, we'll see what uh, Leo's future in WWE will be. You know, I, I could very much see. You know, I think it all depends on how 
things pan out with Bobby Lashley, I, I could very much see him maybe going back down to to an NXT or a uh, which actually side topic Tyler Breeze apparently has been uh, uh, brought back down to NXT, which I, I don't think is the greatest way to word that because honestly I think he's going to do extremely well there. He actually has already targeted Velveteen Dream for that North American title, which I think would be a fantastic match. But I digress. All right, Carl. So next thing we want to get at before we take you know, before we take a small break here and go to our showstopper segment, Money in the Bank is coming up very soon here, and we do have a list of some matches. We got eight on on uh, the uh, the docket here, so we'll kind of go through them briefly and uh, touch on them a little bit. So first one is Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles for that Universal championship which i think it could be a very good match again you know as long as they let these guys work you know there's always the potential there to be a, a real uh, showstopper uh the men's money in the bank ladder match we have some uh some bit of a few changes actually to what we uh, had mentioned when it was on there before we have braun Strowman, ricochet drew mcintyre baron corbin uh ali Finn Balor, Andrade, and Randy Orton. So things changed up a little bit there. So uh, there's some interesting uh, matchups there as well. The women's la- money in the bank ladder match, we have Natalia, Dana Brooke, Naomi, Alexa Bliss. Interesting. Bailey and Mandy Rose, Ember Moon, and Carmella. Um, so we'll see if maybe there's some shenanigans there. Maybe a possible James Ellsworth return. Never uh, ruled that one out. We have a singles match between Roman Reigns and Elias, which um, interesting. There could be some chance for some shenanigans there. And then we have two matchups involving this person, involving Becky Two Belts, as the uh, kind of coined her. We have Becky Lynch defending against Lacey Evans uh, for their Raw Women's Championship. And then later on, oh, I don't know which order they're going to do it in, but uh, we're also going to have Becky versus Charlotte for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And then uh, we're also going to have a steel cage match with The Miz and Shane McMahon. We're going there again. And then Kofi Kingston versus Kevin Owens for that WWE Championship, which I think that that matchup is the one that interests me the most out of all of this and the one I want to kind of touch on because we did see Big O, as they were calling him, sort of siding a little bit with the New Day for a bit there and then took those pancakes and shoved them right down their throats. Yeah, he definitely did. (laughs) A good, clean swerve Mm -hmm. to the entire thing, which I liked. It was very good. It was just... It, it was very quick. It was very subtle. It just kind of couple of weeks. Yep, I'm with you guys. Here we go. I, I got the initiation. I got I got in. I you know uh, I'm part of the new day. There's some and funny stuff there. To, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then for him just to swerve it like yep. quickly, mm-hmm. I'm very happy with that. I'm happy that they didn't draw it out for like 16 weeks. weeks yeah, <laughs> before this happened. Right. Yeah. They, they introduced it, they let us believe it, and then, boom, they changed it. Because there was just that, that there were a couple of those moments where it's just like, okay, because we know it, most of the time, you know, Kevin Owens, I don't know why my Google Assistant just went off. I don't know. I didn't say, okay, Google. Well, it didn't go off again. Because um, we know that Kevin Owens can't really be trusted. He, he uh, you know, he's turned, his, turned on quite a few people, Chris Jericho. And uh, Sami Zayn, you know, and, and others, you know, so we, there, there was a possibility in a couple spots where it's like, oh, is he going to do it now? And then they didn't. But then right when you least expect it, that's when it happened. And that's why I like when stuff happens when you don't expect it. That's right. So that's, that's why the best I, way for it to happen. That's why I get on board with that. And it'd be very interesting to see that matchup. And uh, I'm optimistic 
with that with um, the women's with the, with the women's title matches, I think that you know Becky and Charlotte. I mean, that's always going to be a pretty good matchup. The one with Lacey Evans has me a little kind of concerned because Lacey hasn't been working the ring all that much. So Becky's definitely going to be the uh, ring general in uh, in that. But uh, yeah, there's some you know the, in the Money in the Bank ladder match can always be interesting too. You know, there's um, some interesting stuff on both sides there. So. Overall, hoping for a good pay-per-view there when it comes to that. So before we uh, do, yeah. I think I think you mentioned the uh, uh, the women's match there. Yes, with uh, Becky two belts, right? Mm-hmm. I think what we're going to see is we're going to see the match uh, with her and Charlotte first. Okay, that makes sense. And I think we're going to see Charlotte take that belt, yep. and it's going to be quite a grueling match that happens. And then we're going to see the match against Lacey Evans. Right after. And I think Lacey Evans is going to take it because Charlotte's been beat down so much. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Just putting it out there. Yeah. All right, Carl, before we do take our break here, we are going to touch on a rather big piece of uh, news, I guess you could call it, that's happening in the professional wrestling world because I think this is uh, spanning that now. Mr. Dean Ambrose, or we should call him John Moxley now, has surfaced already and there was a video that was put out very professionally done too by the way almost kind of hollywood level kind of production value what does this all mean curl what does this mean there is a lot of conspiracy theorists in the Mm -hmm. wrestling world out there right now that's saying that this means he's going to be at double or nothing Mm -hmm. because of some stuff that was in the video um, you're right. Like this video was so well done. Like this is not 100%. This is not a WWE video nope. at all. Um, this, this, I, as much as it pains me to say this, I think that this could be an all elite wrestling thing because you're looking, you know, the cons, yeah. right. And, and the Jacksonville Jaguars and what kind of equipment did they have to be able to broadcast their games and make commercials and do all of this? Yeah. They've got that Hollywood level equipment to be able to do all of this. And then for 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 this video to come out, and what's interesting about this is that Dean Ambrose had a Twitter account, an official Twitter account mm-hmm. that had absolutely nothing on it. Yep. He had tens of thousands of followers and that account followed nobody yeah and there was nothing on that twitter account Mm -hmm. until this comes out yep still there are zero that are being followed but this video man alive yeah the reason why people are talking about it is is if you haven't seen the video, go and go go to Twitter mm-hmm. and find, um, or go even to YouTube and just type in uh, John Moxley, M O X L E Y. It'll pop um, up there, yeah. Promo, something like that, and mm-hmm. it and it'll come up. It'll be you know for, posted from 2019, obviously. Yeah. So go go and look it up because like it's it's got some different weird things in it. Like we're looking um, a dog. Mm-hmm. A dog running after uh, John Moxley. Yep. Right. A big dog. A big dog yep. running after John Moxley. Yep. Right. Um, breaking through the through a wall with his fist, just pounding and breaking through yep. a brick wall in a jail, mm-hmm. pounding through, going over a fence and having himself wrapped in barbed wire. 
yep. going down a street after he's escaped prison, throws his hood up, and there's a there's there's a graffiti painting on the wall that has uh, you know some dice, yep. and the dice has uh, you know the first die has has you know two dots on it, and the next die has five dots on it, right? So this is where people are getting the whole big yep. conspiracy theory from. Moxley <laughs> is breaking down the walls. When it comes to professional wrestling, yeah. he's being chased to be kept or to be saved uh, by the big dog. Hand hit. <laughs> Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Right. And then you get this this mm. this painting, this graffiti mm-hmm. showing the number two and five on dice. Yeah. Where double or nothing will be happening in Vegas. Yeah. Where you would throw some dice yeah. on the date of the 25th. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting stuff right now. Yeah. But that's all just conspiracy theory. We have absolutely no clue because nothing else has come of this yet. No. It, what's interesting to me, and uh, I'm going to probably approach this uh, from uh, an angle that you're probably not expecting and our listeners right now listening to this probably aren't expecting. And I'm going to go as far as saying that I hinted at this earlier where I said it was like a really Hollywood-ish production values. And I'm going to go out of left field here. I'm going to say that this has absolutely nothing to do with professional wrestling. I think that this is hinting at some type of movie role, or this is possibly a teaser for a possibly upcoming trailer for something for a movie that he's doing. That is how I perceive and see this, which is probably not what you're expecting. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not expecting that just because uh, of the name, just because yeah. John Moxley, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's, but, I mean, you never know. Like, never that, know, would be, that would be quite the swerve quite for the, the swerve. professional wrestling fans. Yep. And honestly, makes... who, who, who better could do that? John Moxley, Dean Ambrose, whatever you want to call him. Yep. The guy has talent coming out of his rear mm-hmm. like nobody can believe. If the guy were to fart, he would shoot up into the sky <laughs> because that's how much talent would come out of his rear end. Yep. It is crazy. The way I see this, this is Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, whatever you want to call him. The way I see this, this is his play to get into the acting business, into the movie business. That That's how I'm interpreting this. Am I right? Who knows? Are you right? Who knows? We will see over time. I think each one will definitely be intriguing, to say the least. Yeah. All right, Carl, we are going to take a brief break here, and we're going to come back with our Showstopper segment this week. And it is an interesting one. This is actually a topic that you came up with, and actually one that I've been kind of thinking about recently, too, and it's an interesting one. And we will get to that right after our break, so stay tuned. Independent contractors in the professional wrestling industry, if you're looking for a way to put the power of the media in your own hands, contact Pinned LLC. Pinned LLC is media and marketing for the professional wrestling industry. It's your one-stop, one-click online profile and so much more. With Pinned, you'll receive a full background story, photo gallery, an interview conducted with you, links to all your social media and where you can be booked, and yes, a 60-second custom television commercial all about you. Get more info today. Email pin.biz at gmail.com. That's pin.biz at gmail.com. Or click the icon at thegorillaposition.com to get more info about PIN. Remember, get connected, get booked, get PIN. This is Hotshot Danny Duggan, and you can follow Canadian Wrestling's Elite on social media. 
Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at CWE Canada for all the up-to-the-date latest news updates on Canada's elite wrestling alternative. What's up, peeps, freaks, and geeks? This is Jargo. This is the RBV, Rick Vickery. We're from the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast right here on the Roar Network, and you're listening to our favorite Canadians, Joe and Carl, on Turnbuckle Talk. I can't believe we just put over Canada. Yeah, it's just for Joe and Carl, man. Nobody will ever hear this. All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Carafel back here on Turnbuckle Talk. Yes, we are, guys, and we have made it. We are now at, and this is going to sound really bad because I am <laughs> fighting off a cold, yes. but we are at our show stopper segment. Yeah. yeah. All right. Carl, we have an interesting this week, interesting topic this week. Like I said, of course, this is one that uh, you came up with, and this is what superstar, past or present, has impacted your life beyond entertainment value and how? Now, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first on this one this week? Um, I'll go first. It's okay. okay. Um, lots of people don't know this about me, and I'm going to put it out there for all of the listeners right now. Mm-hmm. I had addictions. Yep. I fought off addiction for a long while. Um, and I'm not talking food addiction. I'm not talking sex addiction. I'm not talking like a, I had drug addiction. And it was difficult. It was hard. I hid it from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even think that you really knew. No. Like Joe and I went went to school together. Or like we went, we went to high school together. And I don't even think that, that like you or um, – even one of our other friends, Jeremiah, yep. um, I don't think that, that you guys even really knew or understood what I was doing Not and, until much and what later. I was going through. Yeah. Um, it was, it was intense. Mm-hmm. We had a guest speaker come through Sault Ste. Marie and I, I luckily enough was able to um, be at the assembly uh, that happened at our, um, at our high school. And I was able to, uh, you know, the next day be able to talk with this person before because I, I they were selling tickets for this and I'm not giving away who it is just yet, but they were selling tickets for this yep. for this event. And this person had gone through uh, addiction as well and had come out of addiction or we had thought had had come out of addiction. Yep. Um, and they did a breakfast with him the next day and I was lucky enough to get tickets to go to the breakfast and I was able to talk to him beforehand and before that breakfast happened, I, I, I was able to see him and it was awesome. But I got to see him as well the day before, maybe it was two days before, I can't remember if it was a Thursday or a Friday, but Saturday was a, was a breakfast. Um, and I got to talk to this person about my addictions and how it was affecting me and to hear his story of how the addiction was hurting him and how he Mm -hmm. was able to overcome this addiction really helped me get through mine. Um, I, I'm, I'm honestly forever grateful to Jake, the snake Roberts for 
coming here back when I was in high school and taking the time to really talk with all of us at an assembly and show us that there is different ways and that you don't need the drugs and that you don't have to go through the addiction alone that there are people out there who have gone through the same thing so yeah that's my story that's that's the person that's impacted me and that was i mean what 20 years ago now yeah right that this happened and and thankfully i am i'm clean i i i've been clean and free of drugs for a long while now but it was a fight and it was a struggle and i was just so happy that you know jake was able to be there and change my life in the way that he did Mm -hmm. for me it it doesn't go quite as deep as as your story but it's still very influential for me and with this wrestler it was really the one uh, right from the beginning was the one that got me interested in watching professional wrestling. Uh, always found entertaining, even when he was the bad guy. You know, he just did things that he wanted to do. He, For the longest time, I didn't even realize he was Canadian. You know, unfortunately, I never had a chance to meet the man. Um, when we were still internet doing the show on internet radio, I was actually in the, the process of setting up an interview with this person and talking to him and then, you know, literally days after, you know, during the course of this conversation, you know, he, he left us this world. I am referring to Mr. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Um, the reason why I am a fan of professional wrestling bar none. I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Undertaker, you know, CM Punk, Love those guys, you know, especially when it comes to WWE and up. But for me, it's Rowdy Roddy Piper. That guy is my wrestling hero. And one of the, the few things that keeps me going with watching professional wrestling is I will go find one of his matches or one of his uh, Piper's Pit segment, segments. Sorry. And it, re, it rejuvenates my interest again in professional wrestling. It makes me think, you know, maybe somebody could come along like this again. And there, there's some hope. You know, that, um, you know, but for him, for, for me, sorry, it just, he, it, it, that's where I draw all the inspiration when it comes to professional wrestling. There, there was a guy that just loved what he did and he did it extremely well, you know, and had a very lengthy career. And I mean, just, he had fans all over the place, you know, unfortunately, you know, when he came to Sault Ste. Marie, uh, where you are and where I was for a little while, I didn't get a chance to see him there. And uh, I'll always, uh. Uh, be a little upset about that because uh, he was obviously, you know, like he's the guy for me and I never got to meet him in person. So that would be one of my biggest regrets probably ever, you know, in whatever we do here when it comes to professional wrestling in this podcast that never got to meet and talk to my wrestling hero. But needless to say, I mean, just the, that influence and uh, my love for that character and who he was, I mean, that's always going to be there. It's never going to leave. So he's my ultimate inspiration when it comes to the professional wrestling business. Nice. All right, so a couple of good ones there. And, I mean, uh, you know, Jake as well. I mean, to myself too, and, I mean, to a lot of people, I mean, just an inspiration. I mean, and, and he's still going strong to this day, you know, and he's doing comedy and stuff now. So just an example that somebody probably at their lowest lows ever can still bounce back and still do extremely well, you know, for anybody who feels like there, there's nothing left and you have nothing else. I mean, just look at Jake. I mean, he's, he's proof that you can bounce back and you don't know, have just in, in, do just as well as you did before. I mean, when you look at what he did 
previously, you know, in WWE. I mean, he had he had it. I mean, he was one of the big draws and whatnot. And, you know, he's said in interviews and in the the movie as well that he felt like he really wasted a lot of his talent. You know, but I mean the small body of work that he did had is very, very, very impressive. Go, go and watch some of the interviews that Jake has done. And you just you have to sit there and watch. And I've said this before on this podcast, and you just watch the man speak and you are drawn into what he is saying. You know, each word is, is carefully chosen. No wasted energy or strength goes into it. I and mean, just, he was somebody who was just the, the ultimate, um, to me, he was one of the best promos of all time. I, I agreed. You know, and of course, my hero Roddy was not too bad at it either. Not too shabby. All right, yeah. Carl, that uh, about wraps up for this week. But before we go, of course, we have to make sure and uh, talk about our sponsors before we uh, leave for today. Definitely, our two sponsors include HypeCityVapors.com. Go and check out HypeCityVapors.com for all your e-juice needs for your vape. If you're a vapor like myself, check them out and use promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout for 15% off your entire order. As well, go and check out collarandelbowbrand.com. Right now, they have their clearance section going on. There is a bunch of stuff that's there. You're looking probably 10 bucks American or less for what is there. Uh, quantities are are limited, so you need to make sure you go there quickly and grab up whatever you can that will fit you. Because when you use our promo code JK Podcast at the checkout, not only are you getting the discounted price that's already there, but you are also going to get ten percent off your entire order. So people, go and check out collarandelbowbrand.com. The link is available at all of our social media as well. And remember, when you use our promo code at the checkout, we do get a little bit of a kickback from that. So it does help us out when you make sure that you have the hottest gear on. Absolutely. And of course, to listen to the podcast, you can find us on Podbean, on Google Play Music, on iTunes, and the majority of those podcasters out there, we appear on those as well. And of course, we are powered by thegrillposition.com and a proud part of the Roar Network. And presented by the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast, where you can find us and all the other great shows there as well. All right, Carl, let's wrap it up for this week, and we'll see you guys on the next one. See you real soon. Hey, guys, this is the mad one, the master of the mosh, Mad Max Morrison, and you're listening to Joe and Carl on Turnbuckle Talk.